the next few minutes I'm going to give uh, hopefully a quick and concise and easy to use and yet complete uh, strategy for determining what's going to go into your email campaign when you're beginning the campaign, let's say the first 14 days in the campaign. Okay, and, and I'll tell you the reason that in the past, boy, it's so very difficult to create this type of a lesson is that there really isn't a one-size-fits-all. And let me explain that. You know, if, if you're selling a, you know, you've got one low-ticket product that you're wanting to sell and there's no back end and you're not wanting to maximize customer value and lifetime value, then you really don't need to do a whole lot of trust and relationship building in your emails. I mean, you're really just going to try to sell the product probably and maximize conversion rates and, and hope you make a profit on one product. And if you're on the other spectrum and, and you have a $10,000 coaching program and you have no products, all you do is your big end, your, 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 you know, your high end coaching program, then trust and relationship are absolutely most important and you need about 10 days of solid relationship building, and then you begin to invite people to where, however you're selling them on your big coaching program, whether it's an application or whether it's a one-on-one -on -one call or it's a telecall. And then everywhere in between, if people have three products and they have six products, if they have a line of 30 products, then their initial campaign is going to look different. And that's why it's so very difficult to give a one-size-fits-all. And so I'm going to try my best here to give a um, one-size-fits-all, lots of rubber and elastic and a rope so that if, you know, if you need something bigger, it's got lots of elastic and it'll fit bigger. And if it's something smaller, you have a belt or a rope and you can cinch it down. I'm really going to try to do that here, and hopefully I'll be able to do it. But, you know, generally when you're looking at a, an, an email campaign, you're looking at what what am I really trying to accomplish? And I'll tell you, the, the one thing that you want to accomplish probably in all of your campaigns, with the exception of where you've just got one product, it's probably a lead into something else somewhere else. But that's, you know, that really, you know, that's not a part of this initial campaign. But aside from just that one product, you want to maximize sales in a hurry, you're probably going to start out with relationship building almost every campaign. What I like to do in the first three, four, five emails is deliver lots of content, okay? Lots of content. Now, there's a number of different ways that you can deliver that content. You can write emails. They can be long, content-driven emails. They can be 500 or 1,000 words. If you can get all the content you need in 100 words, that's great, too. But these can be longer emails if necessary. Okay, obviously, you, you probably couldn't do a thousand emails and send an email out every day for a year. People just wouldn't read them unless it was phenomenal content. And if you were sending out 160, you know, emails over the course of the year that are phenomenal content, a thousand words, they probably need to be in a product and you're selling it. Okay, so the idea here is that for the first four or five days, you can do that. It's one way to do it. Really deliver the content. Just teach. Teach people what they need to know. Teach people things that they're not hearing anywhere else. Okay, you know, if if in your niche there's there's five basic concepts, and you know you do some research and you find that your competitors are teaching these same five concepts all the time, guess what? 
the people that are joining your list are learning those same five concepts from everybody else. Why would you want to teach the same five concepts? You know, my opinion is you don't improve, you, you, you don't create a competitive advantage by chasing your competition. I believe you create a competitive advantage by being better and different. You know, so find out what your competition is teaching on, and you teach on more. And that may mean that you're going to go deeper. It may mean you're going to reveal something that most people don't reveal except in their paid product. You know, and, and one of the things sometimes I hear is, well, why would I want to put my best paid content right up there front for free on five emails? Let me tell you this. If you've only got 5,000-word articles that you can put as emails, for your best content, you have nothing else, you probably don't have enough knowledge to be selling products anyway. So who cares? You know, realistically, let's say you have the equivalent of, a, a, you know, 100,000 words of knowledge in your mind. What does it matter if you give away 500 words or if you've even only got 10,000 words of knowledge on your top? You give away five times 1,000 words. You give away 5,000 words and said 10,000, let's say you have 20,000 words of total information, you can sell the other 15,000. You know, you've still only given them a, a small piece. But my advice is don't copy what everybody else is doing, same basic information. You can put good, strong content in there. But I'd like to also, another way that you can do this, if you don't want to write them out, okay, and put them in the email, you can put them in articles and then send people links to those articles in the first five emails. I prefer writing it out as opposed to that. You could also create a video. So you could have five videos, one video each for each of the first five days that teaches each of these topics that you wanted to teach on. Or you could have audios, or you could mix them up. You could send one or two days of content out. You could have one or two days of audio, and you could have one or two days of video during those first five days. And, and folks, when I give you five days, it's a guideline. It could be three days. It could be seven days. Five days is a guideline here. Okay, and you're giving people information. Now, if you're going to be selling a, a product, a, a series of different products over time, and what I like to do is after about the fifth to seventh day, begin thinking about a product launch. Okay, and so a product launch might include a couple of emails that are really pre-pre-launch. They're just emails that go out there and, and they tell people about the topic and they ask them if they have any questions about the topic and they ask if there's anything they'd like to learn about the topic. And then maybe the next couple of emails could be almost like responses to the responses most people would give to those first two emails. They would be emails like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing from you folks that you'd like more information on this, this, and this. So I'm putting together some great information. I'm going to put it together in a training course, and I'm going to make it available to you in the next couple of weeks or, you know, maybe sooner if I get everything together. And, you know, is there anything you'd like me to cover in there? And what kind of challenges are you having? And then, you know, we may have another, quest, another email that goes out that asks the question, you know, how would it feel if you had? And then you describe your solution. You describe the results that would happen with your solution. How would it make you feel if you had all of that available in your life? I mean, would that make a difference to you? Okay, maybe you do that the day before you launch your product. People respond with, boy, that would be great. And maybe you don't respond to that email. Okay, and maybe they've responded with, boy, that would be great. And then the next day they get an email that launches your, your first product, an email that says announcing, or if you're doing a, a launch where it's literally just in your autoresponder campaign, which is obviously what we're talking about here, you, would, you could use a, a title that reads, you know, announcing my my 
my XYZ course, okay? And that would be an evergreen email. It, you, you Literally, you're announcing it to that person. They've never seen it before, so you're announcing it to that person. Notice I'm not saying announcing my brand new XYZ training course. I'm simply saying announcing my training course. And you have a link in the email so they can go access your training course at the sales letter. Okay, and the next day, perhaps, the email is going to go out and it's going to read something like, you know, did you see this? And then there's a link. And then maybe the next day, there's an email, or maybe two days later. Maybe you're not doing one every day. Maybe you skip a day and you send an email out that says, did you have any questions about? And then there's a link. Okay, and then maybe the next day, I, I, please hear all my maybes because I'm using these maybes purposely. Okay, a lot of things I teach, I say, do it this way, this way, this way, this way. One, two, three, four, five, and that's the way to do it. Or that's one way to do it, and these are the five steps to do it this one way. But with these emails, I'm really saying maybe. I'm purposely intentionally saying that because you have lots of freedom, lots of freedom on what you're able to do with these literally what you're going to put in each one of these emails you've got tons of freedom and I want you to know that so maybe your fourth email has three or four questions and answers from people questions from people that have asked about your product and your answers because I tell you if one person writes you and asks a question it might be ten other people that have the same one so you do a question and answer email okay then maybe you you have another email that says um, let's just say that you're going to do a payment plan after five or six days Okay, you, everybody that's purchased at full price is purchased. Now you say announcing a payment plan for you. Okay, and the way to do that, if you're going to do something like that, is you can literally have two URLs. One for your regular price sales page, have a different URL or you know a different page on your website for the payment plan. That way, you you the first five emails go out with the the one price. The sixth email goes out with a payment plan in, embedded in it. You could go a few days purchasing that, and then you could even, you know, you could even at the end of this campaign, you know, the very last email you're going to send out in your campaign, you could send out an email that says, this may be the last time that you ever get to purchase this, okay? And if that's the last email in your campaign, and you're not going to send any broadcasts out, and they may never, ever get another email about this in your autoresponder campaign, or if the next one in your autoresponder campaign for this product is six months down the road, I believe it would be absolutely ethical and honest to say this may be the last time you ever see it, because if they buy something else in those six months, they may get out of this campaign and subscribe. There's lots of reasons why they might not ever, ever see this again, okay, as long as you're not intending to continue to market it to them. Okay? So... Then, after this point in time, you're, I've just given you a product launch sequence. Now, you'll notice that this product launch sequence includes relationship building because those three or four emails that are going out, giving people some content information about the topic, asking them questions about what do they want, et cetera, the four or five emails I gave you right there, those can be used as relationship builders. So now, maybe you've written an article or two or you've, you've recorded a new video or something, you can put that in as maybe the next couple of emails. And then, after this point, you're going to roll people into your general non-buyer campaign, and they're going to begin to continue to get these 14 to 21-day loosely named product launch campaigns. Now, again, I've included relationship building components. I'm including some free content in those, those launch campaigns. So they're more than just launch campaigns but I'm calling them 
these launch campaigns because they're going to include a launch component. Okay, now, so I've, this is one way that we can build this. Now, you can add as much into it or subtract as much as you want. I believe what I've just given you is a great balance. Can you add some more free content? Absolutely. I do recommend that you try to stay away from the word free, though. And the reason that I say that is um, free increases open rates and click-through rates and conversions, but my belief is that the people that open more of free material and they wouldn't open it if you just told them what it was, they're the people that aren't, aren't going to buy anyway because if they won't open when you say here's some information about XYZ, and they won't open when you say, when your subject line says, here's some great information, but they will open it if they say, here's some great free information. Boy, I'm a real big believer that as a rule, as a general, you know, as a generalization here, those people are, are not your buyers. Okay, that, that's just me. And so I, I don't like to focus on capturing people that are in love with the word free. Okay, sure, is there a place for free? Yes. Can I give away free content and just not call it free? Absolutely. People will still recognize it as free content. Okay? So you may look at the model I've just given you and say, hey, I'd like to give more content. Maybe you look at the model I've just given you and said, you know, I'd really rather just focus on sales. Now, in my opinion, it, what I use is a great balance. So there's not too much free, there's not too much relationship, and there's not too many sales emails. So having said that, you certainly can tweak this all that you want. Now, I want to give you one more model, and that is if you're selling a high-ticket coaching item first. You're not selling through a product series. And really what I've just given you would be selling through a traditional product funnel where you have a low-priced product that goes to a higher-priced product, and then they're offered a higher-priced product. That's your traditional sales funnel. Okay, now, for those of you who may be not using a traditional sales funnel instead or using, you know, uh, something, a reverse sales funnel where you start with the highest price product, okay, your highest ticket product, which is a totally viable model. In this case, people need more than those first five days of relationship building to get to the place that they really trust you. And if they're going to invest five grand, 10 grand, 25 grand, need more time to get to trust you before they can even consider it at the beginning. And so what I like to, when, with my clients have those types of campaigns, I recommend what I call a credibility campaign. This is where the first 10 to 15 days are going to be more content emails that, like what I described for the first four or five emails here, but in addition to just giving content, you're going to consciously send people places that build you credibility. So one of those places would be if you recorded a video. Sometimes a video, especially that delivers great information, can help build credibility. You're going to send people to an audio that you've recorded that has great information. If you have somebody that's interviewed you before, maybe you've been on a radio show or you've done a podcast or, or you've just done a plain old JV interview, you can send them the interview, let them listen to it. If you've done a free telecall with your list before, you've done an especially good coaching call before, you just want people to hear your coaching, you want them to hear your telecall, Excellent. Give them a link so they can listen to it. If you have some published articles on an article directory, excellent. Send people to the article directory. Tell them exactly where they can go. Give them a link to read your articles. Maybe you're published in a trade journal in your niche. Excellent. Send them there. Maybe somebody has posted a testimonial about you on their website. Excellent. Send them over to that person's website. 
Okay, maybe you have a testimonial that you want to share. You can do that as well. Maybe you've written a book. You can send people to a place where they might be able to purchase your book or read some reviews about your book. Um, so anything that you've done that can help create credibility, you're going to want to give people in those first 10 to 15 days. Now, with that credibility campaign, normally the next step would be you're going to do whatever you, need, you normally would do to get people to come to the top, come to the surface to purchase your high-ticket program, whether that's sending them to a sales page, an application page, a telephone call, a webinar, whatever the case is. Okay, and then this doesn't really belong in here, but I want to give this to you as something extra. Let's say that you've gone through this period, you've done 10 to 15 days of relationship credibility building, then you've done 10 or 15 days of trying to get people to purchase your 10, 15, $20,000 coaching program, they don't buy. You know, the next step would be, you know, obviously we need to say, well, what do we need to do next? Okay. The next thing to do would be, hopefully you've got other products. Now you can begin to go through your reverse funnel. You started out with a $15,000 product. Now you present to them a $2,000 product. Two weeks later, you present a $500 product. Two weeks later, you present a $97 product. So kind of reverse reverse of doing the traditional product funnel where the first thing they see is 97 Once they buy 97 maybe they see 997 et cetera, et cetera. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a real big believer in when you create this series, it's an evergreen series. It's one that you can use I hate to say forever and ever, but for as long as you have your autoresponder, as long as you have your business, these emails are going out there like clockwork to people. And every time that you write a new email, instead of just writing it, broadcasting it, throwing it away, sure, you could broadcast it if you want to, but put it on the end of your campaign. Or look at your campaign and find a place inside of your campaign where you can kind of slice it into it and insert it in your campaign. Okay, and so what you may be doing is adding over time, you know, you write a great article and people love it, great, add that to your campaign. Maybe you do decide that you want to promote an affiliate product for somebody, great, you can slice that into your campaign somewhere. Maybe you create a new product, you can slice that into your campaign somewhere. You know, maybe you created a new video to answer, ask some questions, answer some questions and it just thought it was great content, great, slip it into your campaign somewhere. Uh, folks, I believe that that is, and I'll open up for questions here, uh, and if there's any questions on this, I, I believe that's pretty pretty complete as to exactly what I do. Again, it's very difficult to get one size fits all because every email campaign really is different. If everybody's campaign was exactly the same, we'd have an awful boring email world. And so you're certainly going to have to, to, to customize it so that it works for you. But I believe this gives you a great foundation. Any questions? Anything I might need to clarify to make this complete? Yeah, Sean, I just have one question. Is When would you know to use the high-ticket sales funnel versus the traditional sales funnel? Um, well, first of all, only individuals who have a high-ticket product and they know how to sell it should use the high-ticket funnel, okay? And so that's going to weed out almost everybody, okay? And so then those people who have a high-ticket funnel or ha have a high-ticket product and know how to market it, then they would use that, that credibility camp. They could use it. And that person has to make the decision between starting out with the bigger ticket or starting out with smaller ticket. And the easiest way for that person to make that decision is to try it out both ways and see what works, what, what happens to conversion rate. Okay? So a beginner that, does, that has never sold a high-ticket coaching program 
and they have a very small list because they're a beginner, it's really um, it's demotivating to start with the coaching program because, sure, it's a $10,000 coaching program, and sure, if it takes 1,000 subscribers to generate one $10,000 sale, that's $10 a subscriber. Boy, that's, that's decent revenue. It's the same revenue you might generate by selling you know, 100 of those 1,000 subscribers a $97 product. But if it takes you 1,000 subscribers and you literally sell that 10,000 package on your 1,000 subscriber, I mean, most people, my guess would be, would be getting pretty demotivated by that 1,000 subscriber. Whereas if they're brand new and they're starting out with a $97 product and, boy, they're making sales all along. They're not making the big windfall, but they're making sales all along. Then they take those sales they're making, they get some of those people on the phone for coaching opportunities, and then maybe they sell some coaching on the back end. If you've got a, a, a client, you know, if I have a client that comes to me and they already have a coaching program and they're, they're you know, they sell the coaching program, but the reason they came to me was they need help creating the email campaign, you know, I'll just ask them point blank. I'll say, if, if, if you can get on the phone with somebody that knows you for 10 or 15 days and we've done some credibility work, but they only know you for 10 to 15 days, are you strong enough to enroll them in your coaching program? And if they say, yeah, I'm strong enough, if I get somebody on the phone that knows me and has listened to my voice a few times and I can close them, I can sell them a coaching program after 10 to 15 days, my advice is going to be great, let's do it. Okay, now, if they say to me, no, I don't have the confidence, they, they really got to buy something for me to feel confident, I'm going to say, you need to start with a $97 product and then people that buy the 97 product, you can get those on the phone and sell them. And so it's really going to depend on the person. And if somebody comes to me and we make the wrong call, okay, so I go through these questions and we say, hey, let's put your credibility campaign together. We'll work on it. We'll build your credibility campaign together, put it in there, and you, 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 you get 1,000 people through your system and you haven't made any sales and your conversion rate's a lot lower than it normally is, we're going to go back to the drawing board. And, I mean, I'm going to go deeper than this. I might want to listen to the person's, what they're doing. I really want to dig deep. But the long and short of it is, if that's not working, I'm going to say, look, I think we jumped the gun here. Let's switch to something else. Maybe we won't switch all the way down to a 97, but let's give people an opportunity to buy something for 497. And then instead of trying to get them into coaching at 10 to 15 days, let's do 30 to 45. Okay, so there's lots of flexibility here, and it's really going to depend person to person based on their experience, based on what they want to do, based on how confident they are, et cetera, et cetera. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for asking that. Folks, any other questions on anything that I've covered here with uh, this building these, uh, this uh, email campaign? All right, folks, if there aren't any other questions, then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Like I said, I wanted to keep uh, short and concise and and uh, make it one size ball. And I really feel good about what I just shared with you. I really do. I feel good about it, and I believe that just about anybody in any niche could take what I've just given you and customize it to your own need. Could, can you see that? Yes, very much so. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Thanks. Thanks for that, Glenn. Thank you. 